This is Energy of Business Moments with Michael Seip, the show that takes you around the world to share interviews with some of the most successful and relevant people on the planet. Hear their stories and get the most important business lessons they have learned on their road to success and get exclusive advice on how to implement their business success into your life and business. Energy of Business Moments is brought to you by the Strategic Advisor Board and your host, Michael Seip. Hello, everyone. This is Michael Seip. I am host of the Strategic Advisor Board Energy of Business Moments podcast. Today, I am excited to have Mariah of Mariah Magazine on the show. Mariah, welcome. Yeah, Michael, thanks so much for having me. We had we had quite a chat before we hopped on here, and I'm just really excited to see like where this conversation goes. Yeah, I am too. It's It's unusual to have somebody resonate so clearly with the idea of energy in business. And as a lot of our listeners know, there's these thoughts and emotions and actions we take throughout the day that comprise our energy. And so relating that to business can be kind of unusual, but I think you picked up on it right away. And when I checked out your website and we talked a little bit about your business, it became very clear that there are different energy levels you pull into your business and and actually utilize quite well. So would you uh, share a little bit with us about your business, how long you've been in it, and what kind of client you serve? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, So I'm Mariah, and I'm an SEO and visibility strategist and intuitive marketing expert for online business owners over at MariahMagazine.com. So I've been in business for, it was seven years this summer, which is pretty fun. Uh, I'm located for now in Buffalo, New York, where the winters are cold and we seem to be overly obsessed with the Buffalo Bills. In terms of business, though, I'm honestly just a really big fan of doing things in a way that works for you. So like, as we know, in the business space, there's a lot of noise out there, a lot of shoulds, a lot of frameworks, and I'm just personally committed to doing business in a way that works for me while allowing myself to test and tweak and have fun along the way. So my zone of genius right now is helping clients with SEO, which stands for search engine optimization, aka just showing up on Google, increasing their visibility. And I also have been starting to infuse some coaching and consulting services in there to kind of help online business owners realize that growing their business doesn't have to be as difficult and as overwhelming as everybody makes it. So in terms of the strategy, that's why I really focus on practical options like SEO, collaborative marketing, being on podcasts like this, uh, because I, I really, especially for my own business, but usually this is the type of client that I kind of pull in, is that we want a longer shelf life for our content compared to relying on only like the fast moving platforms like Instagram, TikTok, all of that stuff to get noticed. That is a great visibility strategy for some people. For me, I only want to hop on social media when I feel like being social. And that is not all the time. But in terms of energetics, I love using human design as a tool for self-reflection, for experimentation, Also, as just like a starting point when I'm working with clients, it kind of gives us like a foundational piece to kind of ping pong and like bounce off of. So, yeah, that's that's kind of my spiel on all that. Well, thank you for your spiel on that. And what I really enjoyed hearing about was the idea of you are in control of your business, meaning like, you know, that you could go into other 
like social media sites where the repetition and the fastness of it requires continually being on it. Whereas with the long haul SEO kind of approach, you can do tailored content, let it be evergreen, and then you know tweak and adjust along the way. And it gives you a little bit easier to have control over not only your business, but then help other people have that kind of same control in their own business. Very good. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And honestly, it's like when I think about it, being on Google, getting found on Google, if like I go down this rabbit hole, it's like people are already solution or searching for the solutions that you help people solve. So why not just have Google recommend you? It's like the best word of mouth. Yeah. And so just like having that practical back end to your website, because obviously I'm coming across a little bit biased here, but like I do wish that every website was SEO friendly because a lot of people really do focus on these. I call it phase two of SEO, where it's like building the backlinks, doing social media, driving this traffic to the site. But it's like all of that is going to build your SEO, but it's not going to build it in the way that you want if you're not even in the right section of the index, which is mm-hmm. like, I explain it, it's just like a big filing cabinet. So it's like, if you're in the wrong section of the filing cabinet, all of these other things that you're doing, you're going to move from page five to page one for something that's like completely unrelated. Like before I started focusing on SEO, I was on page five for the phrase, what does the name Mariah mean? And it's like, yo, my target audience is not looking for that. That is not helping my business grow. But it's like, if I were to focus on getting backlinks and all of these like sexy things that people talk about with SEO, if I were to focus on that, I'd go from what, page five to page one for the phrase, what does the name Mariah mean? So it's like, just really, yeah, I just really enjoy that, that practical deep diving into the strategy aspect of things of like keywords and figuring out what people are searching for. But the reason why I'm so jazzed up about this is because my energy is aligned with it. So this is something that I help my clients with where it's like the best strategy in the world will not work for you if your energy is not behind it. And we really have to start thinking of marketing about business from an energetic standpoint first. Strategy comes second. Like your energy has to be aligned with the strategy and how you want to show up, how you want to market, how you want to get visible, or even in a bigger picture of like how you want to have a business, how you want to serve people. It has to be aligned with how you want to show up in the world. Otherwise, you're going to keep hitting like dead ends and you're just going to overwhelm yourself. Yes, absolutely. And I, you really picked up on how important the energy piece is and to kind of explain a little bit more there. One of the lower energy levels that we find ourselves during the day sometimes is at this level two of the energy chart of one through seven, where level two is kind of this forcer, I'm going to fight my way through. And so when you talked about wanting to do something versus needing to do something, well, when we need, we like have to come up with, okay, I'm going to set aside my time. I'm just going to you know, bury my head down and I'm going to power through this and get through there. And so that's kind of a level two kind of thing. Well, there's not a lot of creativity at level two. It is just like, if you know what you need to do, just buckle down and get it done. But there's not, not that creative space. So to align to the things that we really like to do, and then we really want to do is that higher energy level where, where people can operate from. And, and they do quite well, actually, when they do that, because then they're, 
I'm guessing, connecting with customers much better. Mm -hmm. So when you help on that messaging side, how true is it that you guys actually are helping people connect energetically with their customer base? Once we can get past the logical aspect of it, of like, that won't work, that doesn't make any logical sense. Once we get past that, it tends to be so magnetic because you're showing up from an energy of like, I'm playing my business. All business is, is like your way of playing, your way of experimenting, your way of showing up and helping people and solving problems. And so it's like, but, but, but we've been conditioned to grow our business, just like the corporate world of like, get on the hamster wheel. You work nine to five, you do this, you have to be productive and you have to hit these to-do lists. But it's like, how draining is that? And then you're showing up from an energy of like resentment of like, now I was Instagram, for example, now I resent Instagram. And so regardless of what I post on Instagram, it's not going to do anything and it's not going to call anybody in because people resonate with the energy that you are showing up in. And so logically, sometimes, no, it doesn't make sense. And it's like, so I'm going to grow my business by having conversations with people and like, I don't know, doing consultations or coffee chats or like focusing on relationship building. That doesn't make any sense. That's not me being visible, but it's like, yeah, you can grow your business like that. And sometimes logically it doesn't make sense, but like you don't have to grow your business in a way that doesn't excite you. Yeah. Spot on. And if you think also about like a referral, a lot of business, some of our best clients or customers come from referral. Either they're reading the reviews on the website or Google or whatever, or even better, somebody's actually personally recommended. And so when we are creating these joint venture deals with other businesses and we're trying to cross-refer, if we haven't established that connection where we've spent some time having coffee, learning about each other, learning about their business, learning about their family, yeah, it may seem like it's a time suck, but it's an investment. It's like a it's like a non-monetary investment in mm-hmm. people capital. And what you're highlighting is the people capital piece of how beneficial it is to put that kind of energy out there. Yeah, yeah. And I like how like you uh, worded it business capital. It sounds very corporate <laughs> in the way that I just talk. I I would have never put those two words together, but I I appreciate how you worded that and Yes, yes, I completely agree. And it's just like, we're humans. We thrive off of connection. Like, I don't know where in society we learn that like, we're all better if we just do it alone. And I'm just going to put my head down and do it myself. And it's like, no, we actually thrive in community and like, look at our ancestors and like, look at the tribes and things like that. Like we needed community. And like, you know, we all went through a pandemic where it was like, how tough was it not being able to have a community and things like that? And I think that that made it really apparent for people, but it's like, okay, yeah, in life, you need a community and you'll feel it if you don't have one. But like also in business, why do we like draw these boxes around life and business? Like they're not coinciding with each other. It's the same thing for business. Like how like much more connected and purposeful 
can you feel when you are talking about business, talking about potentially what you're passionate about with another person that is also passionate with either something similar or something that complements it? How cool is that? And then you feel resourceful when somebody comes and asks you a question and you have an amazing resource, an amazing person to refer them to. It's like, it's such a no brainer, but we, it's so easy to cross off the list and be like, no, it's not necessary. Yeah. Uh, spot on. Absolutely true. Absolutely true. Um, what's interesting too, of course, is when we're meeting people and, and growing our business, there's that logical left brain side that says, no, you got to do it this way. Just like you said, you have to fit within the box, within mm-hmm. the square and you can't go, can't color outside because your business won't be successful that way. But there's a certain element of we are always having to innovate in business. We're always having to change. We always have to offer something new, or maybe we see an opportunity and we're like, hey, we could offer something new here. Mm -hmm. Nobody else is doing it, right? So that's where that staying, having that balance, if you will, between the left brain and the right brain creative side to be able to go out and, and offer a little bit more. Um, you know, when I think about offering more, sometimes when we're running a business, we hit roadblocks or maybe even like dead ends. Mm-hmm. And so we have these low moments energetically where we're, sometimes we're questioning if we're in the right business, if we even should be in business. So for you, Mariah, not that I expect you to have had a lot of those, but maybe you've had one or two. Is there anyone that you might share with us that that uh, might be helpful for people to hear about and how you kind of overcame it. Yeah. I mean, don't let my uh, confident sounding words, I mean, fool you on this. Like, of course, I have had plenty of moments like this and actually recently. And that's why I keep bringing up Instagram because that that's kind of the, I call it the sauce. It's like the sauce that I slipped into and I couldn't get myself out of it. Right. Like it was, I just... I wanted to launch something new and I went too hard, too fast with no patience and no, um, yeah, it's like, I was super passionate about this. And I, I tend to see this happen in different areas of my life where I'm just like, I want it. And like, let's do it. I can do it. I'm an action taker. I can do it. I built a business. I can do whatever I want to, but it's like, I didn't allow myself to really settle in with what I wanted to offer people. And I got stuck in the sauce of in the online space, basically, where, you know, I hang out and where I help my clients is I'm, I'm helping a lot of service providers and coaches and uh, even some like e-commerce, some smaller e-commerce boutiques and brands and, and stuff like that. But in that space, the the messaging that we've been getting lately is like, in order to scale, you have to do a coaching program. You have to do a course with like a, a teaching element and blah, blah, blah. And logically, I was like, yeah, I love teaching and I love coaching. Sure, I'll do a coaching program. It'll be six to eight weeks and blah, blah, blah. So I like created this full thing without allowing myself to sit with it and I was like, okay, so how do I get people into this? And I was like, I show up on Instagram every day. So I started showing up on Instagram every day without checking in with like, how does this feel when I'm doing it? And the first week, super excited about it, right? Because it's something new. It's something fresh. Like I I wasn't spending that much time on Instagram, but I ended up putting so much pressure on myself to then validate that logical decision that I made that it ended up being completely draining for me. And I remember sitting there and being like, I don't want to offer this. 
at all. And like I was in, so I went and I meditated. I was like, okay, is it the, like, what feels heavy about this? Is it the fact of like the material that I was teaching? And I was like, no, I still want to teach that. Like, I'm still really passionate about helping people with that. And it was like specifically um, collaborative marketing. So like helping people get on podcasts and become like a guest expert in people's groups and trainings and things like that. And I was like, no, still pretty pretty jazzed about talking about that. I was like, nah, it's the group program aspect of it. It feels drawn out. It feels long. It feels like, ugh, like what? I don't want to do it. So then I was like, well, could I offer the same thing in a different format? Like, what if we take away the idea of like that it has to be a group program that everybody tells you that you have to do? And so I was like, okay, well, what do I actually like doing? And like one of my favorite services that I offer for SEO is an SEO strategy intensive. And I was like, why don't I just offer an intensive for this? I love jumping on for two hours, get super into it and like just like deep dive blow people's mind all of a sudden I'm just like you know things are dropping in and we're just like in the flow of things and I was like that sounds really fun and so I ended up having to email the people that signed up for this group program thought I was delivering it then and I had to be like listen I'm like you can absolutely have your money back you signed up for something and like you absolutely don't have to do the intensive version but like that was horrifying for me to be like I marketed and sold you something that I was not 100% behind and like that's on me and like that was really tough and I was like oh my god they're going to they're going to come to my house and and burn it down like it's over for me I'm out of here <laughs> and then, you know like our egos always make it more dramatic than it needs to be and the emails that I got back were like oh yeah Mariah the intensive sounds great the one person was like I was actually dreading another coaching program I'm really glad that you offered this and I was like wow what a beautiful example of like we're allowed to show up and make mistakes but also follow what feels good And it's fine as long as we take personal responsibility and we're transparent with our people. So I feel like that, that was really like the, the, the nugget that I really learned from that whole experience and that I don't want to spend a lot of time on Instagram because it's awful. Oh, that's great. That's a really good story. And I I think it's so typical where we get sucked in to something we should be doing feel like we have to be doing everybody else is doing it and it's success for them so now i gotta plunge into it and then what i really appreciated too was your awareness you were conscious enough to realize something was heavy and so you tuned in however you did that whether you know you got quiet you listened you felt where is it heavy in my body whatever you did there to kind of zero in on what was making you feel uneasy and then you pivoted from that. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, you took on the personal responsibility to go, okay, well, this may not go well, but we'll see. <laughs> we'll see. But I'm going to pivot towards something I feel a little more connected with. And uh, I really appreciate you sharing that story because a lot of us do have those moments where, okay, what do I do now? You know, I'm, I'm clearly going down the wrong road, but how do I, how do I change? And so that tuning in really is a good example of how to do that. So thanks for sharing that. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And it's just, it was also a beautiful example for my clients and like my email list, right? Like I had to like send out an email to people and I was like, you know, this thing that I've been marketing for two weeks, actually not going to do it anymore. So like, thanks for coming along for the ride. Like it was just, it was a really great learning piece and also just a deeper reminder that like we get to do 
whatever we feel called to do in the way that we feel called to do it, whether it's a service, whether it's an offering, whether it's marketing, like there were so many different layers to it, but it's like, it wouldn't have worked. You know what I mean? Like my clients wouldn't have gotten the results and like the clarity if I would have done it the other way because I would have resented it. And it's like, sometimes logically, it doesn't make sense. It's like, well, you know, maybe if you draw it out, blah, blah, blah. Like my logical mind can validate anything that I want it to validate, right? Like we can literally validate any of our decisions, but it's like really allowing yourself to sit with the emotion and just like, yeah, how does this feel? Does this feel sticky? And then getting curious about the fact of like what part of it feels sticky, because so often we just are like, feel sticky, I'm out not going to handle it, not going to do anything with it. But it's like, no, we can take things apart here because there's different elements to almost every decision that we make. Yeah, I I do like the part about taking it apart to see what's going on there because usually there is a a nested challenge in there and unpacking that and working with it individually can be just what's needed. Mm -hmm. And that you find that one thing that was maybe out of six, you know, one, that one thing that was really given the whole thing, a bad feel, but once you remove that element, then you can move on. Yeah. Good. Very good. So how about on the flip side, what's been a high for you or a couple of highs maybe that really make you get up out of bed in the morning? Just, I am looking forward to my day. Yeah. Yeah. I honestly, my entire business at this point, like obviously we we all have our low moments and our and our shitty days, but it's like the business that I've created, the schedule that I've created, the structure that I've created, the the ways that I show up with my clients, the people that I'm calling in. I fucking love it. Like I am so passionate about like how all of this has come up. And honestly, it's like I I started my business when I was 22. And I just have so much appreciation for that old version of me that like when I look back, she didn't know shit about shit. Like she really didn't. And the fact that like I quit my job that was supposed to be, you know, my quote unquote, like big girl job of like, oh, this is going to give me insurance and this is going to blah, blah, blah. And it was like working in an office and like I was learning all these things. And I'm just like, I remember I was spinning in my office chair in my cubicle and the owner of the company came through and he was like, Mariah, like, are you bored? And I'm like, yeah, this is like, this is like not it for me. And like, I made the decision that day that I was like, I'm never coming back again. And I had no idea like what I was going to do, how I was going to figure it out. And then two weeks later, I even quit college, quit school. I was like the things that I was learning, I was in school for website development. And I was like, they're teaching me so many things that are outdated. I'm just going to learn it myself. And so I feel like it's really like the high is just really that appreciation for all of the old versions of myself and the fact that like, I always continue to bet on me and to know that like, I'm always going to figure it out and nobody else really knows what they're doing in life. We're all just trying to figure it out. So I feel like that in itself is really great. And like when I'm really grounded and I give myself the space to play 
Because it's like we we get stuck in like the, you know, I love the strategy piece of it and like getting stuck in the strategy piece. And then sometimes, you know, we can swing all the way too deep into the strategy piece. But it's like when when you swing back and you're that moment when you're sitting there and you're like, I feel really balanced right now because that doesn't stick or stick around forever. So like when you can just really soak that in and then you move into the experimental of like what would feel really fun to play with? that, that is the part that like, I think makes me so passionate about it is like being the business owner, I get to decide. And some people that's crushing, right? Some people are like, I don't want to be the business owner. Like I got to go. I don't want to make any decisions. And me, I'm just like, there is unlimited possibilities out here. If I allow myself to balance that strategy and the energetics and like find that area of results and play. And then if not, learning from the mistakes that come regardless. So it wasn't like a direct answer, but that's like a a bird's eye view answer. Oh, no, I love that. And what I really, what I'm hearing, and this is a common theme is, you know, you were at a space maybe when you were there in college and you realized you weren't getting like a, a soul level, you were not getting what you felt like you needed to be getting. And so you, that started you on the journey of, yeah, I don't know exactly what I'm going to do, but I'm going to go figure it out myself and then translate that whole mindset into being a business owner is like, hey, there's a creative space and I like being in that creative space and being in charge of, yeah, I'll take the responsibility. That's part of being a business owner, mm-hmm. but I love that sweet space of helping develop strategy and, and uh, work with that energetically, work with that creative aspect and then move there and and help people in that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it's interesting because I, I always talk about business. It's like the biggest personal development project that you are ever going to take on. And like the way that I like to explain it is like, when you start a business, you then become surrounded in a room of mirrors And every decision that you make, every relationship that you have with business is just a reflection of the relationship that you have with yourself in one way or another. So it's like your relationship with money, your relationship with clients, your relationship with colleagues, your relationship with your your finances, your schedule, literally everything is just a direct reflection of the relationship that you have with yourself in some level. And I feel like that's the coolest thing, but like, it's also not for the faint of heart. Like business owners, we have to be courageous. We have to be willing to look at ourselves in the mirror and be like, this isn't working. What are you going to do about it? And like, that's, that's the, also the, the really fulfilling part of it, right? Like if I had somebody else telling me what to do, I wouldn't be able to hold up all of these mirrors at the same time, but like the growth and, and the journey that comes from having to do that, from putting your feet in the fire, it's unmatched. You can't get that kind of quick, quick growth from anything else because like nothing else really, to my knowledge, mirrors back that many mirrors at one time. Yeah, the the ripple effect of as a business owner that goes in so many directions and so you you hit those points where it's a reflection of all of our thoughts, all of our emotions, and whether it's for client finances, 
the, the maybe the tedious stuff, like all of those reflect back and, and personally, and you hit the nail on the head with the, like, it's personal development. Mm-hmm. You may think it's professional development, but get, if you're a business owner, it's also personal development side, right? Exactly. Yeah. And, and what I also think is interesting too, is again, this theme of like responsibility, but, but not as a burden, but more like I own it. If I make a mistake or if I go down the wrong way, I still own it, but I love the space of being able to go and choose a new area to go into or choose how I'm showing up for my clients. All of that is a a tremendous opportunity and, and those mirrors reflect back, but Obviously, if you're doing it right and your passion's there, then your business is going to grow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, for sure. For and sure. if that business is growing, you're personally growing. You you can't not because there's I, always going to be something for you to explore. Like I also kind of look at, I guess, being a human is like we're in earth school. And it's kind of like there's always going to be another lesson to learn. We didn't come here to just coast and have like an easy ride. We came here to learn and to grow and and to love and to experience and to connect. And like, what a beautiful way to do that than like having your business be the vehicle that you take on that journey with you. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And what's interesting too, is when you think about it, we all kind of know, hey, to grow, we have to get outside of our comfort zone a Mm -hmm. little bit. And so people will take that gradual step outside their comfort zone. Some do it more than others, but it's almost like to be successful in business, to constantly be adapt and ready for change is this element of, yeah, I, I'm going to be stepping out of my comfort zone a lot. Mm-hmm. And and uh, if I'm really going to do well in my business, I'm going to have to constantly be pushing my level of envelope out further. And And when I do so, yeah, there's some risk, but the reward can be immense. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, for sure. And it's like, we can look at it as like stepping out of our comfort zone, which also feel like it feels heavy, right? Like when you say that, you're just like, oh, what do you mean? I love my comfort zone, like being in a fluffy robe, sitting on your couch, just like the visual of your comfort zone. You're just like, oh, yeah, I love that. And then stepping out of it, you're just like, oh, I don't know. So I feel like I I like to look at it from the lens of like curiosity, because that's that's essentially all it is, right? Like being curious. And it's like, so then when we allow ourselves to follow the nudge or like follow the curiosity or follow the intuitive hits that we're getting, we're being led breadcrumbs out of our comfort zone, but it doesn't feel as intense because we're not logically being like, this is me out of my comfort zone. It's like, I'm just following the intuitive hits. I'm just following the guidance that's coming from God knows where, inside of me, outside of me, both. But it's like, it's it's curiosity that I'm following. And I feel like that's what allows me personally to have like more of that playful aspect of it, of just like, hmm, what questions can I ask? What is interesting about this? What is not interesting about this? And it's like, it's kind of how I work with my clients sometimes when we're trying to figure things out and like navigate things. Because a lot of times also when you hire somebody as a coach, as a consultant, you assume that like they have all of the answers, Right. You just assume that like, yeah, I hired you. Like, I don't know. You tell me what to do. But it's like, I know what's true for me based on my intuition. You as the client know what's true for you based on your intuition, even if you it's not in your awareness yet. So it's like using curiosity as a way to kind of get in there and to like lead those breadcrumbs, but like 
me as the as the coach or consultant, like, I don't know where these breadcrumbs are going to lead. Are they going to lead out of your comfort zone? Are they not? I don't, we don't know where this is going to go, but it's like being the guide on the journey with them. And then it just comes back to connection and collaboration and like having somebody on that journey with you just makes it so much more fun. It makes it more fulfilling. Yeah. Uh, some great themes there and some ideas. And of course, when people think about like getting outside their comfort zone, they're like, ah, it's kind of a burden, but, but you, it feels heavy. It feels heavy. But when you, it it is really one of curiosity that is a much lighter feel. And, and if that's the approach you take, that is definitely a higher energy level. And it makes the journey, as you said, so much more sweet uh, Mm -hmm. when you do that. Yeah, absolutely. And you get those intuitive hits and, and man, wow, that's cool. That's one of those, that's one of those great ideas come out of the blue and, and wow, you can really run with those. So good. Yeah, yeah, Yeah. for sure. Well, speaking of like ideas from other people, if you could meet with anybody deceased or living that you could have a talk with, who would that be and why? Can we take a second to just honor how genius you are at your transitions? Like that was good. That was good. I couldn't have come up with that one myself. That was good. Um, That's a nice transition. I think, you know, I was thinking of this question and to be honest, I don't, growing up in school, I feel like I never had an answer to this question of like, who, who do you look up to? Who do you look at? And I'm just like, I don't, I don't know. Like a person never came to mind, but I, I guess if I allow myself to just have fun with it a little, I know that it sounds super cliche and I don't really like cliches too much. And so it feels weird for me even to literally give this answer, but Oprah and the reason is, and I would pick somebody else if I could think of them, but I just, I like how she didn't grow her authority by the spotlight being on her necessarily. She grew it from sharing it with other people. And she grew it from having conversations like this. And it's like, she's not technically like the expert in something. She's the talk show host. She's the commentator. She's the person that's like getting curious and asking questions and allowing essentially these other people to shine in their zone of genius. And I feel like she just, she does it very well because, you know, she's been doing it for literally ever. But I love that aspect of it. And she's essentially like... I realized a couple months ago, like how much I love connecting, communicating and creating content. And so that's essentially what she does, right? It's like the perfect example on a big stage with her own show and things like that. And yeah, I just like the fact that she allows people to share their genius and like how uplifting it is. Um, Yeah. Yeah. I think that I like that aspect and I feel like I would want to know more about like, what is the transition? Like, like, how does that start? You know what I mean? Because you can't just go from like Joe Schmo sitting on the couch to then like getting your own talk show. And maybe she has a book and I can probably buy it and read it. But like, that's kind of where my curiosity is bringing me is like, what is the journey and the transition of being not known to then having an authoritative and expert feel without being an authority and without being an expert from the jump. So I feel like that's where my brain goes. Yeah. You know, that's, 
a really interesting perspective because, yeah, a lot of people would pick Oprah, of course. But at the same time, there's a key aspect you're talking about, that transition to authority. And mm-hmm. you recognize that she has been not somebody in the limelight. She's been somebody who has been of service to others. She's been providing and building a community by being of service. And so how does being of service transition into being a bigger influence in a positive way? Not an influencer for the sake of buying stuff, but an influencer for the sake of being able to like make a difference in the world. Mm-hmm. So that would be a really great piece to talk to her a little bit more about that and get that angle from her. Yeah, if I could just give her a call and be like, "Yo, girl, what's up?" <laughs> I uh, <laughs> I got I got some questions. I might I might look up and see if I can. She probably has a book that talks about it, but it's also like, I don't know how honest are people in their reflections and memoirs of like how they got to where they are. It's like, no, nah, I want the nitty gritty shit of like, what did you feel? What did you go through? Like that real honest, transparent. And I don't know if I'm ever going to get that, but I feel like that's that's where I feel like the juices for so many people, either her or like like her, is like that real honest transparency of things. And I feel like in the business world and marketing in general, I feel like that's where we're going. And that's what is going to be required of business owners moving forward is more transparency, more vulnerability and more honesty. And I feel like that's I don't I don't know about anybody else, but that's what I'm craving. Yeah, well, as a marketing expert and having seen a few businesses myself, I would have to say between the two of us, you're absolutely correct. It is a it is a trend that's accelerating where people want authenticity. They want to see a true message and so they can connect with it, so they can feel that openness and uh and that creates a stronger bond and that makes a stronger customer connection. So mm-hmm. I think that would be excellent. Yeah. And not that fake authenticity where you're like, oh, did my PR person approve of my authenticity that I wrote down? It's like, nah, I want the real shit. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Well, great, Mariah. I have enjoyed having you on the show immensely. And I really value the depth you bring and the thought that you bring to obviously your business and then to our show here. So if people want to get a hold of you, how can they do so? Yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for having me. This was such a blast. I feel like we can literally talk for 75 hours, but you know, you guys listening don't really want to sit around listening to us talk for 75 hours straight. But if you want a little bit more of me, you can head over to my website at mariahmagazine.com. Or I do like the social aspect of Instagram, like sliding into DMs and like the store Instagram stories. I I do appreciate those. So if you guys hang out on Instagram, I'm over at Mariah Magazine CO. I also have my own podcast. It's called Curiously Guided, where I'm a co-host with one of my best business friends, Shay. It's specifically for intuitive business owners. And hopefully Michael will show his face and be a guest with us on there. And um, yeah, I also have a YouTube channel actually where I just create practical how-to tutorials for online tech, for SEO, for all of that stuff. So you can find that over at mariahmagazine.video. Awesome. Thanks for sharing all that. And I love that you have additional content out there that people can pick up on and use for themselves. That's great. Well, again, thanks for being on the show. I hope you have a great rest of your day and do well. Yeah, thank you. Hey, listeners and viewers, if you enjoyed the discussion and want more, 
You can learn how to raise the energy of your business at the SAP website or my own website, sipecoaching.com, where you can find specialized programs and offers to help you grow yourself and your business. Have a great day. Thanks for listening to Energy of Business Moments with your host, Michael Seip. Please leave your feedback and visit strategicadvisorboard.com to get the latest and greatest business advisement on the planet. Follow us on social media for updates and we will see you on the next episode.